0: show of the regular season well I guess next week will be a recap of the regular season so the penultimate oh now we had a special pod you have probably already seen in the feed it's a great listen it was impromptu we had a best bet in there in fact a double best bet that happened in the moment I think the line's still going to be available we'll see we will see Fez how you doing I'm good, RJ. How are you? Good, good. So we talk all about the Monday night and all the ramifications, the ethics, morality, et cetera. It was like philosophy 150 uh, at school. Now, we're going to go through these babies with a focus upon, the recap of Week 17, the teams that are alive for the playoffs. We'll talk about the other teams, but less. And let's just go rotation order. Dallas, Tennessee, uh, new quarterback for Tennessee. You saw Dobbs, right? You saw one game of him. Do you upgrade Tennessee?
1: I did upgrade. Even though they lost by 14 to Dallas, I think Dobbs exceeded expectations. He's an upgrade at quarterback versus the kid from Liberty. I had a half-point upgrade for Tennessee despite poor performance on the scoreboard.
0: Now, the stats say, and this is our stats projection Model say that Dallas should have uh, won by one point 15 to 14. Mm. So, generally, it looks like Cowboys got some points that were, you know, not from line of scrimmage type performance. Yes. Um, Jacksonville, and Tennessee's coming up. Do you have any sense... Was there anything in this game that showed you something that's going to help you decide on who to pick this upcoming week? You know, the one thing I'll comment
1: on, it's unusual to have this much of a rest advantage. Um, and I know Jacksonville had a laugher, so easy game for them this past week. But... um the fact that Tennessee got to play Thursday and a game that was meaningless, so they really had ten days to prepare and kind of a nothing game against Dallas. It's a great spot in many ways for them in J- against Jacksonville.
0: So that game is Saturday.
1: That game is Saturday. Yes. So now advantage. Got, yeah. So now you got
0: like ten some days with rest versus a Jacksonville team that played pretty hard. No,
1: they. I mean, they played pretty good, but they they won thirty-one to three. So I mean. Well,
0: what I'm saying is that they, I mean, you liked, you, you bet, again, had Houston. Mm. Well, yeah, when you sent, when you sent out your, uh, what you liked for the Super Contest, Houston. I, 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 no, I didn't. Oh, oh, oh,
1: that was because I was getting, yeah, because it was like a great line value. The line dropped oh, yeah. to three, and I was getting four. So,
0: so the the, the great closing line value people were on Houston. Yeah, yeah,
1: they they were right. They were. You're right. You're right. I did. There I, was someone right you here. Got to play. Said,
0: Look at Jacksonville. I think they're going to play hard. It's like I, that commercial. It's like like it definitely. I, I was on. Yes. All right. So we're gonna skip. Let's skip ahead to that game. Because so Dallas, a lot of people are saying Dallas's injuries on defense, their cornerbacks. How much have you down? I mean, at one point you had Dallas as what the best team in the NFL. I had them right there with the other teams, so like seven now?
1: points better, and I've got Dallas only four and a half better. So they've fallen two and a half points from their high points. Yeah,
0: and they they haven't even lost any games, have
1: they? No, they've been rolling along. They but just the, 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 you, you nailed it. That that defense that we're talking about, how well that they were playing has. Just not been there the past month.
0: Okay. And injuries, we suspect. Mm -hmm. Okay, Houston, this is pretty amazing. They fell short of their expected points by 17 points. All right? that I mean, think about that. And thus Jacksonville's D stopped them by 17 points. This feels like the game in which Houston said, we got our moral victory, we got our win now we can lose cuz it's time to get this number one pick
1: exactly they've almost had like a, a margin of a game and a half where they're clear of the bears that they could try hard each and every game and then it was almost like ooh now we're we can't afford to lose one we can't afford to win one more
0: <laughs> if someone was new to betting but they were very intelligent and you were teaching them and you said, okay, now notice before the game, this line was four or four and a half, and RJ liked it there. And now it's crashed, it's down to three. This is the professional, the biggest batters. And then when it goes out, and it's obvious, would you agree that this was Houston couldn't be the right side? Yes. Like, like, meaning, watching that game get played, it was like they could play it 100 times, they'd probably lose 99.
1: Yes. If we were in our time machine and we could go back and lay three on this game, mm-hmm. they would be our biggest bet of the week. Ever. No doubt.
0: Ever. Ever. <laughs> All right. So my question <gasps> is, bless you, what does that say about this whole idea of closing line value? It does. The closing
1: line value in the aggregate is a great thing, but in any individual game, the betters can completely get it wrong and screw it but, up.
0: But, but see, that's the thing. I don't know if you can be so sure of something and be this wrong. Yeah, meaning it's not the bounce of the ball. It's not a make or miss league. Maybe it's, an- it's just Houston really wasn't coming to win.
1: You know, there's and there's been a lot. And 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 look no further than I got to tell you, like in in this in the Super Contest. If you just play these these line moves, mm-hmm. you're just getting trashed. I mean, they're, they're, they are just
0: terrible. And if anything, that Super Contest line moves would be a real proxy for the line moves in general. Yeah. When, the Wednesday line with, with, with Cornegay and his team skewing it just a little bit towards the moves they expect. And lo and behold, like you said, it's been a horrible result. That's a year now. It's Uh, been a shit show of Denver
1: minus two and a half and the lose by a zillion against the the Rams that couldn't play a lick until Denver quit. Denver quit that week. The the coach got fired after the game. And
0: that didn't deter all the wise guys from betting Denver all week. Houston, worst QBR of the week. And check this out. The second worst EPA per play. So expected points per play. This season, the second worst in the NFL of all games was Houston in this game. Yeah, this game was over end end of the second quarter. It was donezo. But you have closing line value. You know, that, that's got it, that going I'm for you. I'm yeah. skeptical. We punt we speculate in the impromptu pod that maybe there's more syndicates or big betting groups that stepped in. They got their algorithms, they got their models and maybe they're just not they're betting a lot because they they're backed but it's not working. Ultimately, if you put enough money... Into the system, it's going to move the numbers, especially yes. if it's coming from. If you're a bookmaker and there's a, you don't know every bet a syndicate's a new syndicate's making. You, 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 it's not like you can track. You might know every bet they've made with you, though. Again, they're coming at you fifty different ways, and you still have
1: to meet with your boss the next morning, explain why the hell you had a hundred thousand dollar position. You didn't move the number to get
0: some action the other way. Yeah, so it, it strikes me that these lesser syndic or let's say unproven syndicates. Could really be moving lines in a way that betting against them, if you like that side. Meaning, it's no longer fade or follow or or pass. It may be, hey, you bet against it if the numbers right.
1: Yeah, and and to be honest, the wise guys did that in a game. You backed as well, where Carolina got all the early money of the week against Tampa. Line went down to three, mm-hmm. and in retrospect, okay, well,
0: luckily when I played, it was only three. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then the, the 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 late money did come in on Tampa and. and Bet it right back up to three and a half and four. Hmm. So that was an example, and it got there. Tampa wound up covering, Um, but that's you know there's a big difference between
0: when the lines four and the lines three, obviously. So we got the um, weighted. Is Jacksonville should have won by twelve. Kevin Cole says fourteen. Football Outsider says two point seven. I think you got to recheck your model there, or, or change the decimal 7. point. Yeah, I mean, really, how could that be? Twenty to eighteen. This, is game, within... this game was done after seventeen minutes. It was. I mean, even our score model said. Now ours said seventeen to five is what the score. Shows. There's a lot of low scoring games here.
2: Fifty-four percent of the game was not counted by our garbage time model. That's the sixth most of any game this season.
0: Okay, so you're saying only forty-six percent of the game was within uh, ninety-five and five percent. Yes, Trevor wow. Lawrence didn't even play most of the second half. He didn't need
1: to. He might not have played any of the second half. I just know he got. Yeah, they took him out.
0: Okay, so you talked about the. We'll go slightly out of rotation order here. You talked about. Well, oh, I guess it's the next one in rotation. Tampa Bay, Carolina. Now let's go back to the wind share real quick. Dallas had a 99% win share. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville had 100%. This is the fourth quarter win share, which is the, a way of. Gauging in control of the game in the fourth quarter. How much are you out by? What's your chance of winning? Each play of the fourth quarter waited for the later in the fourth quarter more important. Okay. Tampa Bay, 72%. So as much as people are saying, oh, they were down this much. They were bu-, but when the game, when you got to the fourth, it was Tampa Bay in a lot of control, 72%. Yes. Now, what's your takeaway? How much do you upgrade Tampa? I didn't upgrade them at all. Because okay. they were in trouble throughout the
1: game. The underlying stats, yeah, Tampa should have won probably by four. It, uh, the, the fact that they were, um, there's a couple points, they were, it, it kind of swung in a couple plays early in the fourth quarter where Carolina had the opportunity to not just cover, but win the game. Carolina ultimately did they blow it or did Tampa just step it up? Tampa has stepped it up throughout the year in, the, in these fourth quarters and right. these high leverage situ- situations they've, they, and they stepped it up again early in the fourth quarter. Took, well, uh, took command.
0: That would make sense if they had an experienced quarterback with a history yeah. of winning. Um, <laughs> Tampa, Tom Brady throws for 411 yards. Right? That is the number one of the week by far. Three touchdown passes, one touchdown run. Now, if you look at the Tampa Bay rushes, 2.7 yards per attempt. So mm. a good good day on offense, good day pass, and still can't run. That was the lowest of any team this week. And you gotta
1: worry about Todd Bowles traditionalist. We gotta we gotta establish the run. Why? Why? Just well, keep throwing.
0: Carolina had their cornerbacks were depleted, and I think that was a driver of their bad defense. Okay, let's look at that fourth quarter performance from Tampa. In the last five games. So last five games, if you look at the first three quarters of the game, so the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, they've averaged 2.8 points per quarter, Tampa Bay has. So you think through the first three quarters, about eight points per Mm -hmm. game over that time. In the fourth quarter, they're averaging 10 points per game. So, more in the fourth quarter in the than fourth the other three
1: quarters than combined. Than the other three
0: combined. Wow. So that has been a factor. You know, It mm-hmm. has been. Consistent. Mm. Um, now, this is interesting, too, is if you look at passing versus running for Tampa Bay, they've outrushed their opponents. So they played 16 opponents this year, or 16 different games. Mm-hmm. They've outrushed their opponents four times out of 16. And they've outpassed them 15 times. Out of sixteen times, mm. can you guess who outpassed Tampa Bay? Let
1: me think about that.
0: The Saints. Mm. Can you believe it? The only team that's outpassed Tampa Bay was the, the second Orleans game Saints. of the year, the Saints. So Tampa is a you know as much as they are old school in some ways. It's pass, pass, pass. Yes. Now, do you think it's indicative? Of Brady getting even more locked in, Brady getting more in playoff mode. That he finally did the quarterback sneak because this year they haven't. He hasn't been sneaking.
1: Yeah, and he looks like that. That always worked for New England. You know, go to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, quick, quick but he, snap. He didn't want to take those hits? Of course, but now that with the playoffs on the line, that's a good point. And that goes back to them. Hey, he'll do what it takes to win, especially in the fourth quarter. Yes. Anything else on this game? Uh, just uh, Carolina, you nailed it. Um, Horn, their best um, guy in the secondary, their best quarterback, was out for this game.
0: And Evans had a huge game for Tampa. Yeah, three touchdowns, uh, most yards receiving. Okay, Fez, next game. And we wrapped up Tampa there. Yeah, I think the turnovers probably, I mean, Tampa was what, 3-1? Yes. So when you say it's an even game, you're not counting the turnovers? I don't. Okay, you just assume. I'm just looking at. I'm
1: looking at like line of scrimmage. Yeah, Mm -hmm. basically yardage, first downs, ypp. Which McKenzie was, I think, said from a ypp perspective, just a small Tampa close one.
0: Now, that's interesting. If we actually, yeah, that was the case. If we actually look at our breakdown of EPA into different categories of this game, this is actually really on. Huh? This is wild. So when we look, when we look at field position, is what we call. It's kind of a catch-all for us, Uh, and and that's kickoffs, punt returns, the various returns, and the opportunity to even get the ball gives you some points, so if you get more kickoffs. And then we've got turnovers, and then we've got the line of scrimmage. If you just look at the line of scrimmage, Carolina scored 13 points, Tampa Bay scored 10.6. So Carolina at the line of scrimmage did better. But if you look at the turnovers, it ended up being about a 12 point advantage for Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay gave up about two and a half points, but Carolina gave up 14 points. That was the difference in the game. So even that one, so the three turnovers averaged like about five points mm. each for Carolina. The Tampa was only minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. That's in the, Tom Brady, was it Brady or a fumble? I don't recall. Yeah. So. But he's known for throwing inter- being more aggressive in spots where an interception doesn't hurt you, right? Which is really smart. It was a Godwin fumble, only minus two points by EPA. Okay, thank you. Um, now, this is fascinating. This is the, one of the biggest numbers I've ever seen. The last category we have is scoring from kicking, all right? So it's effectively extra points mm-hmm. and field goal attempts. Tampa Bay lost 6.3 points.
2: One from three from field goal, missed an extra point.
0: Mm. Yeah, so you add this all up, and it comes out with a projected margin of six. Well, not the projected margin, but actually what the margin, the EPA is supposed to revert to. But it is fascinating to say fuel position, Tampa by um, four, five points, turnovers, Tampa by 12, okay? Line of scrimmage, Carolina by three, and then kicking – Now, Carolina actually picked up 1.6 points, so it's like seven, eight points of advantage to Carolina for kicking. You Mm -hmm. add it all up, it's six points, which the final was. Now, that is interesting, don't you think? It is. And could have made that,
1: you know, if some of these turnovers don't break, then Tampa Bay is winning this game by only three and pushing the number instead of covering. Yeah, or if Tampa Bay makes a couple of field goals... Then they win by 12. It just shows that you usually... You know, it's very rare that everything breaks right for a team, although there were some games that that was the case this week.
0: All right, so breaking against the team, Washington here, only a 6% chance to win in the fourth quarter, and Cleveland, 94%. Our score says Cleveland by 21 points, and Kevin Cole says six. There's one factor in this game. Go ahead. Wentz. The team just doesn't play
1: hard with Wentz at quarterback. So
0: you think it wasn't just his performance, even though the playoffs are on the line?
1: Doesn't matter. The team just doesn't play for him on offense or defense. It's a totally different body language.
0: Okay. So this is one where turnovers, Washington lost 8.5 points. Line of scrimmage, Cleveland won by about 10. So a clean victory for Cleveland. They won by 14. Uh, Neither of these teams are going anywhere. Anything with Watson that makes you think more of? The, the, the optimism for next year. No, this was all anti-Washington. Okay, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. At one time in Fez's rankings, number thirty-one. Wait, were they that bad? They were oh. like twenty-eighth. Uh-huh. We got into a heated discussion about it. Well, I was wrong. I, I like that. I like that. But don't ever go against this. Remember, Ali? You probably don't remember. I don't remember. But I saw it after the Thrill in Manila. No, after the um, Rumble in the Jungle. He was talking about that he was like a plus 450 dog. He goes, don't ever make me an underdog again. Steelers are never, ever in the high 20s. They might be 23. That's the worst you should ever make them. Yep, Put a ceiling on them. And that's why they never have a losing record. And I got to tell you, in
1: this game, it looks like, if you, look, I'm sure if you look at fourth quarter win share, that they were the underdog to win this game. But that's misleading because Pittsburgh was the better team. And, you know, it's very rarely that I do this, but Baltimore had the lead at half, like by seven. It's horrendous. Just a horrendous call by the refs. Just rooked the Steelers out of it. They, they gave Baltimore a touchdown. One of the worst penalties in the red zone I've ever seen. And despite that, so and remember, this is a really low total, low scoring game. Mm-hmm. When you can give up an extra touchdown to a teaser team. Teaser of the year. Teaser of the year. You give up an extra touchdown like that, and you still can win outright as, it, as, as the dog. I mean, that's impressive. And so I certainly upgraded Pittsburgh like what I saw.
0: Fourth quarter win share said Pittsburgh only 44%. The only team... To have a under fifty percent fourth quarter win share and win the game, the only team. Now, our our math model, our proje- or recalculation of the stats might be the way to say it. Has Pittsburgh winning by nine and a half points? I can see that. Kevin Cole says eleven. The pregame composite says six, that's an EPA composite, and DVOA says five. So a clear win from Pittsburgh. Yes. But they didn't even have a 50% chance if you look at the fourth quarter. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles dropping like a rock, 15% chance. The Saints had 85. And our model, though, says Philly should have won by two and a half. Wow. Wow. Kevin Cole says 11 by the Saints. And then six and six six or seven, the other ones. So a clear Saints win by everything but our model. Mackenzie, why don't you look into that? And we won't go over all the items, but maybe eyeball what jumps out that we liked about Philly with the recalculation. Fez, what was your take? My take is I think the stats are gonna be biased. I like your fourth quarter
1: win share in this game because it really was an example where the Saints had that ten point lead and then they just milked it in the final quarter and tried not to lose the game, and were successful that way. So that if you would have just looked at the first half, I test, Saints were not just the better team, but the much better team. I think the Eagles had one first down, for instance, in the entire first quarter. Okay, so what you're saying is the fourth-quarter win share at 85% represents what to you? How the flow of the bulk of the game was very much— it's the opposite of the Pittsburgh game, where Pittsburgh was just unlucky, and that's why Mm -hmm. they got behind. The Saints kicked ass for most of this game. They were the much better dominant team for three-quarters, and then Philly rallied in the stats in the fourth quarter. So, McKenzie, what do you see as
2: uh, our recalculation model picking up? Biggest difference here is the YPP. Eagles ended up at a 59 Saints, 4.7. That was a two-and-a-half-point difference the way we calculated.
0: Okay, so 5.9 versus 4.7. Is that what you said? Yes. So that's 1.2, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so Fez, usually that would really swing things for you. But I was— I. It was the fourth quarter differential. I'm I'm confident
1: if you would have compiled these numbers after three quarters, that yeah, but differential but, but, but wouldn't have but been there. When it's
0: a ten point game, it's still a competitive game.
1: Yeah, but the Saints just went into like complete like let's not screw this up, let's not lose it.
0: So how do you how do you ever trust any numbers if we're gonna? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, like, that's interesting, Mackenzie. Look look at uh look at the fourth quarter and just give me an act, right. like take three little slices of once above 10 minutes once between 10 and 5 and 1 down below 5 what the win percentage was for the saints cool. just one slice of it you know boom 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 cuz i just want to get a feel what the model was saying cuz remember with philly as a favorite in this game right of 6 right or yes. we closed a little lower yeah. is and the model is going to think coming in the fourth they probably have a 38% chance to win or something way less down by ten? Way less. Even though you're a six point favor coming in. Well, let's see. Yeah. We'll see. No, I I trust you on that. I just. Um, so first five minutes of the fourth
2: quarter, we're at forty three. Ooh. What was the score? Uh, did you
0: really have to cut? You really cut him off just because I was right? Go ahead, Mackenzie. Try it again.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. Twenty six for uh, the next five minutes of the fourth
0: well, hold, quarter. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, he asked you a question when you had trouble holding the button. Is what was your question about with entering the fourth quarter? I, I I thought that the Saints had control of the game in the fourth quarter, but apparently not,
2: right, McKenzie, to start the fourth? It was 13-10. Oh, so, oh, oh, so okay. when did it get to 10? Uh, Pick six. Um. Oh, yeah, that was a pick six at the end, dude. That was with 12 minutes left? With uh, only five minutes left, and then it went from 35% well, chance well, to win for the Eagles I'm, to I'm, only 10.
1: I apologize. I remember I'm remembering the game wrong, but... See, that's the danger of it not yeah. being numbers-based. Well, you know, that's that's definitely true. It's also the danger of, you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm way better at this when there's not, like, so many morning games. When you stack, like, 10 mm, morning games mm, all on top mm, of each other, mm. it just um, it becomes much more difficult for me to, like, remember TVs, everything that happens. How many happens. TVs do you have? I only use two. I okay. used to have more, but I. Do you I, watch
0: the fee- Do you watch like play-by-play other places, or
1: I watch um. I've got I got my ESPN, so mm-hmm. I so I'm, so I'm checking all the games, and then I what I do the is, scoreboard. Yes, I go back and forth between channel seven hundred two and Directv and seven hundred three. Seven uh, hundred two is the red zone mm-hmm. where they'll have like the teams in the yeah. red zone, and then yeah. I'll go back and watch all the games at once if I want to like really focus. So I'm, I'm literally going back and forth on the top TV, which is the big one, and then the bottom one I'm watching one game.
0: See, something I've speculated is. So ESPN has like a game center where they kind of mimic the game mm. and you can pop it up and it does it live and it shows you each play as it happens. It feels like if you stack those on a computer, a couple computer screens, you would at least have a feel for it. Yeah. You know? You know,
1: what's good is about but, the red you zone. you're in game
0: batting too, so that's the, what, even more complicated.
1: I, I have to be on the red zone, I've learned, because the red zone's the first to tell me, oh, and, and the quarterback's limping off the field and they'll tell oh, me. Oh, so the that,
0: injuries. Yeah. The, okay. That's the
1: fastest way for me to get the injuries.
0: Now, That's interesting. Typically, yeah, because oftentimes now, do you follow the beat? Because the beat reporters for the teams, they will put out those injuries on Twitter like almost immediately.
1: Yeah, it's not, but not during the games. There's no time. It's, it, it's too hard. It's it, I would really? hire someone to do it. I mean, I can't be monitoring. Oh, you the can't Twitter. monitor. Okay, you, you're yeah. not
0: saying it doesn't come out on yeah, Twitter. I'm yeah, I'm watching
1: all these different screens. I wouldn't have time to read Twitter during the games. Yeah,
0: so that's actually something. That you could hire someone remote, where they wouldn't have to be in your. I mean, as I long could. as you had someone watching, and 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 um, saying here's the criteria of what I want you to just text me, then you could just then you would only get the important text. But I've they- got like six
1: guys that um, usually are watching different games, mm-hmm. and we all know that if there's a key
0: injury, to immediately blast it out to our group. Text. Okay, that yes. helps. Yeah. All right, so. It does seem like it's interesting how the Kevin Cole model has it up to 11. I wonder what that was driven by. But again, our model is not... Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a gander, actually. Well, it's interesting because the pregame EPA model only has it at six. But still, that's kind of high. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong game There's Well, oh, it's six also. Okay. So, yeah, that's in line. That's interesting. So, it, I, I think I know for sure, Mackenzie, if you look, I bet the turnovers were very... Um, we're very unlucky for, let me think, not unlucky, unlucky for the Saints. Right? Oh, no, I guess unlucky for the Saints. Yeah, I would think. Because our turnover model with the projections doesn't even consider the luck of it, right? And it's given Philly, like the pick six or
2: whatever, is really going to be something that's fully attributable to. You're right. The Saints were minus eight in turnover luck, not turnover EPA.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that kind of swings it all. Our our model that's agnostic to how lucky it is is saying Philly should have won, but the other model is saying, oh, no. Okay, that's interesting. All right, we're learning as we go with some of this new stuff. All right, Fez, next – right, so Philly this week, I mean, all the – do you think the injuries have finally uh, reached a point of real – problem? I mean, yes. you, have you downgraded them to win the Super Bowl, for example? Oh, yes. Now – but what exactly—none of these injuries are supposed to be for the whole—for for even in this well, I'm just, playoffs, I, right? Well, I'm just looking
1: at the offense being completely dysfunctional in this game. I mean, they—I mean, can't, you can't move the ball against the Saints. I get it that, you you know, Hurts isn't out there, but I'm not confident
0: Hertz is going to be 100% when he comes back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with you. All right, next up, Atlanta, Arizona. You love the Falcons here. What happened in this base? <laughs>
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that. So I gave out my clients Arizona, all right? What? I did.
0: You were talking how much you liked the Falcons right here.
1: No. They, what happened is that, no, no, I liked Arizona. Arizona was the best bet on the podcast. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then David Blau. You're right. You're right. David Blau got, got reported in as the Arizona quarterback. And so the line went So and rightfully so why why i
0: mean oh then it went up to like 6 or whatever it,
1: it closed like 6.7 mm-hmm. yeah so I, I, another closing line value and then you know oh it, that's what happened so then you had atlanta as one of your uh, yeah.
0: yeah all that and did he quarterback i didn't even yeah, see that. yeah yeah he was he
1: was he was not good atlanta was no good on offense it was just two bad teams that couldn't move the ball and someone had to win <laughs> i mean it was the, 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 Yeah, the, but
0: the line, i mean you didn't you didn't bet a gigantic amount on um, Arizona plus 6.7, did you? No, I bet a gigantic amount on Arizona plus 4 <laughs> early what, in the week. That's what I'm saying. So when you say someone... I mean, it's like this game went differently than expected.
1: It, yeah, because Arizona, I thought, was going to score 10 points, and they got 19.
0: But, but, yeah, I mean, you're being cute here. But what I'm saying is Atlanta wins by 1. Mm-hmm. We expected them, or the market expected them to win by almost a touchdown. Yes. But so... And you're saying you—so in a weird way, it validates your Arizona pick even more. You're saying even with a worse quarterback— Even without
1: Colt McCoy and this Blau guy, they still—imagine I mean, they they would have won outright if they would have had McCoy. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: Toss-up game according to all the post—or the projection—or not projection, but recap models in our scoring model, which doesn't really do anything except say, let's look at the stats and what was the performance based on the stats, no luck or whatever— has uh, actually Arizona by five points, but they lost the game. Okay, we talked Houston-Jacksonville already. We're moving on to Chicago-Detroit. Another debacle of a line move. Not yours, but the market, the wise guys, the closing line value, betting the heck out of Chicago. They took Chicago plus six,
1: plus five and a half, plus five, and plus four and a half, all the way down to four and a quarter, and then the Bears were never in it. Detroit just annihilated them. Um, totally non competitive. The final score, I, no final score is ever going to, in our models, is ever going to say a team should win by 31, but Detroit should have won by like 20.
0: Sure. We had 20.7, and then the average was 15 and 16 with the other models. Now, check this out. Chicago had the third worst DVOA for the game of the entire season. Wow. The third worst of the, the season. Fields was 7 of 21 passing, 7 completions, 14 incompletions. That's 33%. For 30 yards. Wow, he got 60 on one run. So so literally like 1.4 yards per attempt. <sighs> That's not good. I mean, I know yards per attempt is a key metric. Is that good? That's like uh, Akron against Alabama type of stats. Now here's what's fascinating. The Bears as a team had nine yards per carry. (laughs) Because Fields had a couple big runs. 200 yards total rushing and still the third worst DVOA of the season. Now, here's the real kicker. Detroit, EPA per play, the highest this season. No team gained more points per play on offense than Detroit this season. I can see that, yes. And and of all those kind of big performing EPA games of the season – Chicago was the defense in two of the top five, so this one and one other. So the Bears' D against Dallas, I think, was the other one. Just atrocious. Really bad. Um, Okay, next game. Miami, New England. Now, New England wins by two. Our recalculation model says five. Kevin Cole actually has Miami should have won, and the other two have New England with a two or two-and-a-half point victory. So it's all right in that range. I I think Miami should have won. Wow. Wow. How so? Um
1: the yards per play, Miami won slightly. Yardage Miami won by a hundred yards. First downs, Miami by seven. The um So
0: Mackenzie, our model is saying New England by five in the recalculation. Now he just ticked off all of Miami's wins there. What was the, the saving grace for New England? And and Fez, you finish your point, and then he'll jump back with it. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's going to come back. There was a key pick six
1: in the game mm-hmm. that New England got that, you know, I can't remember they missed an extra point, whether that was six but or we seven. Would, we
0: would count that just as a n- normal turnover in this mm-hmm. model, but go ahead. And uh, Miami's quarterback, Bridgewater,
1: was bad, but he got he got knocked out, and then Skyler Thompson had to come in for the fourth quarter. That didn't help Miami
0: either. But that's part of the game, isn't it? Like no. you're, you're, well, when you have a bad backup quarterback and you get hurt people get hurt. I mean, Bark. especially oh, okay. Miami. Miami quarterbacks get hurt. Okay. I mean, could you really bet all joking aside, could you really bet Miami without consideration that that Teddy Bridgewater seems very injury prone at this point and that the backup is as bad as he is? That yeah, sounds like a, a What do you
1: think the odds are that that Teddy would get knocked
0: out in any I'd game? I'd say maybe? about 50-50. Based on, yeah. on this, scene. but based I mean, on track record, realistically, you, know, you gotta say it's twenty percent. Yeah, that's the number. That's yeah. yeah so yeah. then at that, but then it would happen it's, normally. The it's halfway you,
1: through the game, so you got yeah, gotta, so, you, so and it, how much is he worth? If, like a if four point, point, four points,
0: and point? it's point four point adjustment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, half I'll, a I'll point, accept baby. that. Baby,
1: I'll accept that.
0: See, you've been handicapping NFL how long? You never thought of that. Never thought of that. at all. Well, you gave me one today. I never thought of. So that was a good. Let me see. Just. To make sure I can share that one with everyone, because we said it in the other pod, it was, um, oh, the rest, if you rest all the players in a game, the standard thought is that's worth about 10 points. Not all the players, but as many as you can in the NFL, it's about a 10-point swing. Yes. So Aaron Rodgers was a 10-point swing in his prime.
1: Yes. So that 10 points is like irrespective of quarterback. And yeah. you have to add the quarterback on top of that.
0: Yes. Oh, the quarterback would be on top of that? Yes. So all the players except the quarterback, whoever you – that seems too If you're resting – the, you know what, I, I, let me recant that. So 10 points is what I typically see. So if the,
1: the average. average so if the, if the average quarterbacks were three, mm. three and a half – So and a half, you could go – Yeah, three and a half and the rest of the teams were six and a half. That's right. Because a lot of – you can't rest your linemen. They still got to play. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So
0: what we could even say is a touchdown for everyone but the quarterback, and then the quarterback needs to be about um, – the quarterback is going to be about the average of the quarter, not the quarterback. See, that's interesting because even if you have an average quarterback, it's worth three and a half points. Yes. That will get you to ten. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you would just add the quarterback onto the seven. So if it's if it's a, a seven point quarterback, then it's it would be, be thirteen or whatever. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. So lucky I went over that, Fez. Like, I would have had the wrong information. Yes. All right. Seven points plus QB. Is a typical wide, you know, wide. That draft. feels right to hear it. Yeah, I don't. I have trouble with 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 some of these players are worth a half a point, but it feels like they're very important. You hear all game like that's why they're like the 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 quarter the cornerback from Carolina. How much is he worth, Horn? Probably three quarters of a point. It's right. their best. It seems like it was like the only thing anyone wants to talk about with that game. That's because Evans went for three hundred yards. That's what I'm saying. So is that a quarter three quarters of a point? <laughs> yeah, not not yesterday it wasn't. Okay, so New England was uh plus one. And now this is fascinating, Fez. If you look at the competitive portion of the game, which is in between mm-hmm. ninety-five and five of chance to win for each team, New England was actually one to yards per play mm-hmm. in the competitive action. But for the game, they were 0.4 yards to the negative. In turnovers, New England got eight points. Now, let me ask you this, McKenzie, is how many plays were competitive and not competitive? I'll grab that. Because I'm just interested to see, boy, Miami must have dominated that part of the game.
1: Yeah, there's only one point in the game that was non-competitive. At the end of the game, New England built a nine-point lead, mm-hmm. and they were actually driving in the red zone, went for it, curiously, on fourth down. I think that would register as garbage. And then Miami came down and got the backdoor score with under a minute to play. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of that yards per play was— Yeah, That's a great point. Yeah, they put a big asterisk by that because there's no way Skylar Thompson's going to lead them on that— garbage score except against the prevent defense
0: that's why i think but, but but it affected the spread oh big time yeah that's why i think having a combination of the good numbers and the good eye is a good combination you yeah both. You re-
1: yeah you really should take that that 100 yard difference and that was all that last drive
2: yep. so McKenna, what was the split in play count six out of the 126 plays we discounted we did so how
0: many it. yards did they get during those six plays probably 65 right. yeah wow so that whole, I love the, I love you. Well, that's garbage. I well, we're, mathematically, baby, I'll go seventy-five yards. All right, Mackenzie, let us know when you get that. 30,
2: thirty-five yards. It looks like. Oh well, Wait, I don't,
0: I don't. Get... Well, let's think about that. If it's thirty-five yards and six plays, R-
2: remember that we also half count certain plays in certain windows and quarter count certain plays in certain windows. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: but so when you say six plays, you're saying they were totally eliminated.
2: Six in aggregate, counting uh, all, all half discounts and everything. Okay,
0: so. That's interesting. You know what we should keep account of too? Is how many plays were discounted at all? I like that. And mm-hmm. then we have the ag so like remember we talked about this feds between 95%, 96, we discounted 25%. Yes. 96 to 97, uh 50%, mm-hmm. then up one to 75, and then finally at 99 and above zero. Yeah. We count it. We count it zero, discounted a hundred. Okay. Next game. We've got Denver, Kansas City. Now this one. Denver puts up 24. Remember, Russ had a good game um against Kansas City at least after they they were down big in that game. They came back and then he got the concussion in that game. KC only by 3 and uh our recalculation says 8 and the other ones were between 10 and 6 with a KC win. Your thoughts. Kansas City should have won by about
1: 7 to 8. Um certainly won the yardage, won the excuse yeah, yardage yards per play. Not really sure why they didn't extend their lead further. Seems like Kansas City's just going through the motions. A team that's only covered, depending upon your closing number, you look at five or six
0: times this year. But the question is when they're favored by a touchdown or more, they cover even less. When they decide to play hard, it's like, look out below. Exactly. Um, Looking at the various – let's look at this one here. So this is very fascinating. Kansas City just line of scrimmage won by about eight points just alone there, 11 to three points. But then if you look at the turnovers, now the turnovers were massively against Denver, right? They lost by nine there. And um, Denver won a little bit on the field position. Oh, the kick in Kansas City got hurt pretty bad there by about five points on the kicking. You don't hear much about that. Mm. And it ends up 3.1 and the game was three. Hmm. Mackenzie, have we, and I don't think we have yet, have we... A- ag- aggregated the offensive line of scrimmage for teams for the season? No, not yet. That's Let's put that high on the list because I think that's going to be a telling number because a lot of this other stuff seems to even out. But I, I can grab that in, in two minutes. Yeah, if you can do that, I'd like to hear the top five and hear, see how it matches up with Fez's top five of generally. Any other thoughts? Right, so right now... Can't, we talked about in the other pod, Kansas City increased the chance of getting the number one seed based upon the likely cancellation ultimately of this game, uh, the the Monday night game, Bills and Bengals. Um, have you down forgetting that and the path is easier? Do you look at Kansas City as been downgraded the last couple weeks, or do you kind of say, "Hey, these aren't the games they care about anyway," so I'm not going to overreact? Well, I downgraded them from 7 down to 6.5, which maybe
1: I should downgrade them more, but remember, this is a regular season power rating, so Mm -hmm. the playoffs start, I'm going to have to make a decision, do I upgrade them for their experience and for them being all-in then on the playoffs?
0: So, what would be the factors in a playoff upgrade? I can think of two. One is teams that are a little lax when they, like Kansas City, when they are bigger favorites. Number two would be Teams that are more like the Tennessee Titan types, not this year so much, but they're efficient. They don't make mistakes, kind of like the Atlanta Hawks were in the NBA a few years, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago. Now, remember Atlanta had a great record a couple great years? regular season, yeah, but they but didn't. They, they couldn't could've... bring it to the next level, and so. The, and the rationale is it was just their efficiency and their button-up ways that helped them win against average teams, but they didn't have the talent to win against the best teams. Yes,
1: yeah, so and a mobile running quarterback is always better in the playoffs. Because he's he going to run more. Yeah, so you, you think about Josh Allen and Mahomes running. It's a nightmare. You just
2: can't stop that So team. I mean,
0: just think about it. all the running Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Is, well, the, the yeah. What has been a running quarterback yeah, that and won Lam- the Super Bowl? And Lamar Jackson's just dominating yeah, over Yeah, so do you really think the running quarterback is that important? Emb- I mean, that seems off, right? When
1: you have a, a multi purpose quarterback that's yeah, good. Who at are they? Who are these?
0: Uh, the jo- species? Josh Allen. Well, he's done great. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, man. He can elude the rush. He, he doesn't run as he much. runs in the playoffs. He, you're right. He, if anything,
1: he's. I know. Guy. I had him in the over over yeah. 30, with yeah. like 30, rush yards in a Super Bowl, and he had 45, and I lost. Yeah, well, we still. We I still won that. I got. remember yeah, the
2: opening with like 27 the, and a half. Yeah, or exactly. Uh, 29 and a half. How could you forget? What a number. Uh, you're tra- size me? No. I mean. I mean, it was just a memorable. <laughs> Moment in my pregame. You said career.
0: how? You said, how can I forget? You were talking I had to me. 30 and
2: a half. Do I amuse yeah. you?
0: No. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: was that?
0: All right. New one. Uh, well, uh, do I? It's it's from Goodfellas. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is the offensive line of scrimmage points, right? Yes. So effectively, we would divide by sixteen. Yes. So you want to do that real quick? Yes. So I'll tell you the order right now. Number one team in football, Kansas City. That is not that far off for most people. Yep. Right? Number two, Buffalo. Yep. Number three, Philly. Yep. Number four, Cincinnati. That's my top four. Number five, San Fran. That's fifth. Number six, Dallas. Dallas, Sixth. Now next, Detroit. Ooh. Miami, Jacksonville. Well, Miami's not fair because, it, you know, two has gone yeah, downhill. Jacksonville. Jacksonville got seventh. Yeah, this is pretty good. But Where the hell are the Chargers? Now, the Chargers the charge, are weird. I told you, the Chargers are down there. They got better. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. The Chargers are trending in the right direction. Now, so p- this is points where's Pittsburgh? Man. Oh, well, that's gonna be bad. They win in all the other ways. What this is this? Non-turnover
2: Pittsburgh? offensive line of scrimmage EPA.
0: Yeah. So what is what is the Pittsburgh? They might oh my God. 20th. Okay. It's better than 29th, even mm. at this. But I mean, isn't that amazing? It is. Boy, that is strong. I just had a feeling about this. Yeah, it exactly mimics my rate. Yeah, I I didn't expect it to. I mean, that Detroit's interesting though, isn't it? So they lost a lot of games through tomfoolery. We can say, like, you know, they were defense.
2: Defense is not accounted for here.
0: Let's no 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 no. I want to know the offensive line of scrimmage minus the other team's offensive line of scrimmage. Uh, one second. We don't even need to know that. We just need to know the well, offense. That shows you how
2: important the. <laughs> it's going to get is. worse.
0: You're right. It, it shows you how important offense yeah. is in a way, and maybe we do have to look at both numbers. So we'll look. We'll look at that next in a, a mm-hmm. minute or two. Okay. Good job from McKenzie there. Um, we're on to so Kansas City. A little bit of a downgrade. You're yes. Saying? But in general, what are the other reasons you do upgrades in the or downgrades in the playoffs? Experience. Team's okay. been there before. Um, so experience. Also, would we say ceiling? In a way, yeah. ceiling is kind of the Atlanta yeah. thing I was talking yeah. about, right? Um, yes. Um, team
1: that's built to uh, succeed in fair weather. Dome teams that have to travel.
0: Not so good. So you're saying... Is bad, bad, yeah. Okay, so especially though, if there's now, if the Saints are the number one seed, and uh, they're going to be home, it's fine. Yeah, in another, hold on, in another fair weather team is number two seed. All of a sudden, if you're a fair weather team at five, it doesn't hurt you as bad. That's right.
1: But if you're if you're the Saints or (coughs) if you're uh, Minnesota and you're
0: Minnesota and you got to go play. You know, in Philly, that's bad. Now, do you believe for Minnesota, though they're in a dome and they play in the cold weather, are they as susceptible to having to play outside and it being a big deal? Because some of it is the human body just being used to the cold, right? Yeah, but they're a finesse team. I do think they're. Oh, now, nah, okay, okay, okay.
1: They're, they're 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 like a timing pass, throw deep type of team. And I know they got Dalvin Cook, and he's multi dimensional, but like cousins and in, in the in the the elements, I would not trust.
0: Okay, and um let's say, uh, questionable motivation throughout the year, which is what we're calling Kansas City. Kansas City, City. yeah. All right. So next game, we're going Indianapolis and the Giants, 100% fourth quarter win share for the Giants. Clean win for the Giants, dominated. Yeah, everything. It's eight points or more by all the models. They won, though, by 28 so, probably a little high once the once that having this, the Giants have not scored
1: a thirty burger on anybody in two years, and they put up thirty eight against this Indianapolis team. that
0: can't be good, yeah, and then you look at the Minnesota taking a miracle to come back against them, and then how Minnesota looked, they seem to be really debunked, yes, uh or at least potentially now, real quick in this game, I had one point for us, I think uh. No, I actually skipped this entire game in my I think the game. final score spoke for it. Yeah, I think so. No, no, I go I got a point. All right. So Mr. Mr. Daniel Jones, as I call him, had the best QBR of any player, any quarterback this week. And Indianapolis had the sixth worst performance of the season. Um and it's the worst performance of Jeff Saturday's tenure. So as much as Saturday started good, it's been kind of bad since, but this was the low point so far. And then he had a press conference, and he, and they asked him what he needs to do. And he says, we just got to keep
1: focusing on playing good football. And the word keep, I don't know if he knows what that word
0: means. Well, no, he's saying he's keep focusing. <laughs> I'm playing good football. Not playing. Keep playing good football. You start playing good football. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, say, hey, we got to keep our focus <laughs> yeah. on it. Sure. Pro- Trust the process, Fez. Okay. Saturday's pro. Hey, don't you want the last thing I want is a bunch of professional coaches? I want there to be as disparate results as possible. Just wing it. Exactly. It helps us us better. Exactly. Yes. Why are you are you ethically against it or something? No. No. Okay. Jets. Seattle. 99% Seattle, 1% Jets. Jets have been a disaster. Our recalculation says 18-point win. It was 17 on the field. The others varied from 5 to 10. Thoughts? Yeah, so Seattle, I don't think, should have won by 22. <laughs> Let them win by 15.
1: It was still a domination. Yes.
0: All right, and uh, line of scrimmage, it was twelve or 10-point win from Seattle. So it was just across the board. Now, this is fascinating. The field position was Jets by 10 points. And Seattle, a zero. So a ten-point advantage in field position for the Jets. Yeah, and they
2: still got six points. Well, when you don't score, you get a lot of kickoffs, and that helps you. <laughs> that's funny.
0: That's a that's a good point, isn't it? That's a good. So Seattle only got. <laughs> let, let me think about the score here. So was it two field goals to six, or was there a missed extra point? Two field goals. Okay, so yeah, that's fa- that, that's just naturally going to bring it constrain it, right? If a team's just scoring and scoring. At least the EPA is going to assume the other team is getting the kickoff. Get to start on the which twenty-six, is, which is worth. What's the average on the kickoff? Like one point
2: one points, McKenzie. One point three, yeah. Yeah. Right
0: so every yeah. time you get a kickoff, you have one point three extra. Is mm-hmm. who else is figuring that out? Fat nobody. No, they are, but they're secret yeah.
1: in their little labs. And you know, you know that, what's a great point. Like, I never thought about this, but
0: it took us about h- two weeks. It's to way
1: harder to blow out a team. Because every time you score, the other team gets the ball five yards further down the field than they did five years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point now, too. But what what it took us a long time to figure out is how the EPA wasn't Mm. reconciling, but it was this hidden advantage of uh, the kickoff itself giving you – because our thought was, well, EPA starts at zero if it's returned to the 25, but it doesn't.
1: All the more reason to – on fourth and goal
0: from the two to always go for
1: it or almost always to go for it because of that extra 5 yards you're giving up when you kick a field goal and
0: you score for certain. Mm. So it would have been the same thing it would have went a, a similar concept that went against field goal kicking when they went at the spot of the miss versus the line of scrimmage, right? So Yes. Okay. Yes. Fascinating because every uh, So what was it McKenzie 40 yards is worth f- possession, right? So if you oh no, if it's um if it's fourth down and you kick it forty yards, and and that's the net, there's no EPA effect of that. So, mm,
2: that's the because that's the average punt essentially.
0: Yeah, or that wouldn't even matter as much as as let me think. If it was the average punt, your, your net
2: disadvantage when you have the fourth down doesn't change after you punt it if it's forty yards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you had the ball like deep in your opponent's on your opponent's side of the of the field, and then it would vary.
2: Yeah, if, it's, if you're at the 41, a 40 yard punt is good. Yeah.
1: But yeah. if you're on your 30, a 40 yard punt is probably a little. probably average. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Next game, Sam Fran, the Raiders. Stidham stepping up big time. Sam Fran lucks out a three point win. Our model says one point. The other ones, this is a rare, the pregame EPA model, somehow with McKenzie at the helm, says Raiders should have won. Tried. Yeah, he kept tweaking it. So did you get <laughs> to go to
2: the game? I did, yeah. And you had sideline passes? I had a sideline pass, yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. What do you think of that? He's that now, is that the first time you've been at the new stadium down there?
2: Yes. What do you think? It's Awesome. So it, how, how, I how it was there. It was smoke machines. It was really cool. How did those NFL players look at ground level? Way bigger. And I, I used to be a ball boy, but I, I looked at George Kittle. I'm like, that is a giant man. That is not the same person that I see on TV every day. So were
0: you giving Kyle any tips?
2: No, nah, I just said, go get them, man. I said, go get them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Did you take pictures and stuff and tweet them out? I did. Okay, so what's your uh, Twitter account?
2: At and Rivers. All right, how do you spell that? A- at M-A-C-K-E-N Rivers, R-I-V-E-R-S.
0: You following that fast?
2: At and Rivers. Okay. Thank you, man.
0: Did you ever say that phrase before? At and Rivers. Are you Mackin? What does Macken mean? like making out. Wow. Or, or, or
2: Big Pimpin', just in general, just big, ingratiating yourself. Like with, French with kissing? Yeah, pimpin'. Mackin'.
0: Fr- mackin' means French kissing.
2: Comes from the lipstick, Mac. Yeah.
0: Okay. So when I think of making out, I don't think you're making out good. Like you won some money, you got a free buffet, but no.
1: Curiously, no. I thought about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. When it comes time to making out, you put on Led Zeppelin 4. Side, side two. Da-da-da. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs>
0: he, <laughs> he said the funny thing is that's not Zeppelin 4. Is that right? Yeah. Remember, Phoebe Cates... T- 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 no, no, it does say Zeppelin 4, but it's not Zeppelin 4. Remember it's that- cashmere's off physical graffiti. And
1: then Phoebe Cates tells Jen- Jennifer Jason Lee, if he even tries to put on Led Zeppelin, you say, take me home immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zeppelin rules, as they say, <laughs> and I agree with that. Um, okay. I have a theory about San Francisco, and we only got two games left after this. I did downgrade San Fran
1: Point, but I upgraded Vegas, two because Stidham was much better yeah. than expected. So it's, yeah.
0: it's quarterback it's upgrade. It's not so much he was that much better in a car, though he was somewhat better. It was based on expectations. I expected he'd stink, and he was ca- very capable. Yeah, yes. It was a surprisingly good performance. Right. Um, the Raiders scored almost 18 points more than expected. Right, 18 points. Mm-hmm. Now... The game against Kansas City, San Francisco gave up 19 more points than expected. It was the only two games above like eight points over expected. Could we say that this is maybe a potential bet is do we like the AFC teams better to win the Super Bowl to, let's say, Kansas City on the futures? Because one, we've got obviously a backup quarterback in San Fran that's playing pretty well. But it seems like their defense struggles against these super good, like Stidham and the Raiders in that game were p- passing really effectively. So let's call, let's say they don't do that in most um, games. But my point is, if Kansas City throws all over them and they're the favorite to get there, you know Buffalo would throw all over them. Burrow's pretty damn good with the Bengals. It feels like they're not Doesn't facing really anyone in the West. I like this. Yes, this is it. It does seem like it. It makes you think if Philly makes it, they seem a little bit beaten down a little bit injured who knows what happens if San Fran makes it it's like maybe they're susceptible to the offenses that a- AFC might provide for the Super Bowl hell the Vikings could find a way to get I in i don't there. think they would i don't think so, so either so maybe Dallas but then at least you'd have such a lesser team that if whereas if, we got three juggernauts in the AFC what, yeah, wh- yeah,
1: wh- someone's got to get there from what's the from nightmare those? scenario none so, quarterback injury that's the only nightmare injury
0: but that would have to happen after they already won the Yeah, they got to be like, so Burrow's got to
1: get knocked out in the AFC championship game finals. So what's the AFC versus NFC number right now? It's three and a half. Wow. Three to three and a half, actually. There's threes and there's three and a halves.
0: Last time I checked. So what would San Fran KC be right now? Think about this. It's assuming Purdy's taking him yeah, to yeah. the, you know, so he wins the three games. I mean, I guess. It I think be, three.
1: I think it'd be three and a half.
0: So and that's probably-
1: no, it's too high. Three, th- three minus twenty.
0: Okay, yeah, and Philly high. would wouldn't be over three. Oh God, no. So really, how's this three and a half then?
2: Westgate put up minus two and a half today. Is that right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Now that gets interesting.
2: What's the money line?
1: Can I lay minus one thirty-five? Because they the, the Westgate's just smart enough to deal really low money line associated with a two and a half. Like they minus deal- one
2: forty-five on the money line, take back plus one twenty-five. All right, I'd rather and it's minus two and a half lay one ten. Yes, that's a, that's a good bet.
1: You want to bet it? Yeah, I'll bet that. I let, see. I'll bet you, that right now. You're
2: seeing the sausage being made. What do you think of that, McKenzie? Has been maybe the best night ever in terms of making the sausage and profitable. Well, that beers. first part is back. We'll see about the profitable. If
1: we, I know there's motivation issues with what's happening with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But the fact that if, if this oh, game... Oh, it's not going to be for the Super Bowl. If this game gets canceled, which uh-huh. I expect it will... It helps them It helps the rest. both because the rest.
0: explain Explain, well, get the bat down, and I'll talk to Mackenzie a little more about the sidelines and stuff. So um, how many people did you have to show that pass to to get to
2: the sidelines? Uh, like, was it like, a, like they patted you down, the whole it's thing? The Raiders, uh, they were maybe doing some stuff with the crowd stuff. They were also doing stuff with the field passes. The 49ers found out they got half as many field passes as they requested, as they thought they were going to get the morning of. Would you have cried if you had – but you still made the cut? I still made the cut. You I, were the last one? Yeah. My friend was up in the stands. I waved to her. But uh, I was I was the last one, and oh. I was like the last minute. I just, just got in there.
0: Well, you just brought something up here I'm fascinated by. We're in for 2K. We're splitting it. Let's go, AFC. AFC. All right. So so catching up here, Faz. good job is Mackenzie, did you think you had two passes when you went down initially? Yes. All right, so you brought a, a friend, a lady friend. Yes. And then they said, actually, you've got one. And you said, hey, babe, I'll see you after the game? (laughs) How did that
2: conversation go? Thankfully, she's not a football fan, so she didn't really care. So you figure if she's not a fan, that makes it worse that she has to sit by herself. It wasn't a good look, especially because I was like, look how cool I am. I'm connected. We're going to be right by the sidelines. Oh,
0: my God. I would pay $500 to have heard exactly what you said. (laughs) In a weird way, I give you a ton of credit. I mean, most guys would have never done. Fez, what would you have done? If I brought two girls? No, no, no. You're supposed to have two passes for the sidelines for an NFL game. Yes. You invite a girl out that you're not married to, not even dating directly yet. You know, whatever. It's just not a solidified relationship. You get to the stadium and you find out you only have one pass and a ticket. You give it to to her and
1: say, well, I'll meet meet up with you after the game. And then unless she give
0: her the sideline pass. Sure. You give her the sideline pass and you go sit up in the stadium. How cute is she? Well, if you brought her, you must think she's cute enough to bring for a sideline pass. No, I think she's cute enough to take to the game. No, because you thought you had two <laughs> sideline passes. Yes. That was what you initially invited. But now I only have one. So, Mackenzie, you said no. There's a couple things you could have done here. One is say, hey, I'll just go sit up with you. You know, you could have said right there, could I get a ticket instead of this pass?
2: Well, the sideline pass is only for the pregame, and then you go to your seat. Okay. okay. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, I thought you stood the
0: whole game down there, and I was gonna say he's a badass. That would have been a strong move, <laughs> but but I still think this is fairly strong. Did you say hi? It would just be a few minutes. Let me just get on and it, look. It
2: occurred to me that I've been on sideline passes before, and she may never has, maybe never will. Then so, it passed. You, that exactly. Passed. Then I'm like, but I want to take a picture next to George Kittle. So
0: there you go. <laughs> All right. So he's check big. out check out the Big Mac Rivers. Is, is that what it is? Big Mac? That's a good one. No. At Mack and Rivers. Yes, that, that's a thing. I can't know if that or AJ is the real is better. I can't figure it out. All classics. Somehow RJ in Vegas kind of works. I don't know.
2: What do you think? What do you think about all the people that have mimicked it? There's all these people in yeah, Vegas now.
0: I know, I mm-hmm. know. It, it's part of the burden of being me. <laughs> all right, next one. We got Green Bay. We got Minnesota. Green Bay by twenty four. Do you think it's a faulty final? It is. So this is
1: like Minnesota all year long has been blowing these these the winning games that they shouldn't be winning. Well, this one they should have lost by like six, it maybe eight, um, maybe even ten. Okay. But everything everything went wrong for maybe Minnesota. eleven, maybe I, eleven. I'll go. I can
0: accept eleven. So Mackenzie, explain something to me. we got Minnesota minus one yard, minus one point for the game, and uh, so that means in the the, the time of true. Competitive time, they actually had what more turnovers more than turnovers
2: yard. and sacks than we would count for points and yards in ypp. Kickoff return for touchdown for Green Bay. Yeah, so we've got defensive this. touchdown. So we've got the score at
0: nineteen, Green Bay minus one Minnesota. So does that is that total eighteen at that point? <laughs> That's, so, it imagine scored. it's like, hey, I had over eighteen. Uh, the score was nineteen. Victory! <laughs> it's like, no, minus. Mm. All
1: right, you know, I I I relate to that. Andy Isco used to always say, I loved when he would say this. They were laying twenty-one, and they only scored nineteen. They couldn't cover, except un- <laughs> under the pregame model, where the other team could get minus three.
0: What the hell does that even mean?
1: Because he used to say that all the time. When Uh, a team wouldn't score what the point spread was, he loved saying, "Eh, if
0: you don't score the point spread on offense, you don't cover. I think that's true. Um, Okay, minus four in turnovers for Green Bay. And two return... or Minus four for Minnesota. Two return touchdowns for Green Bay. Um, Huh. This is pretty amazing. Uh, If you look at... Now, th- this, this is really speaking to Green Bay's trend line. So the first nine games of the year, Green Bay has at no point did they score more than three points more than they were expected to. So three points or more they never scored in the first nine games than they were expected. Seven of those games were less than they expected, two of them just a little bit more. Okay. In the last five games, in all five, they've scored more than a field goal or more. Than expected. So three-plus points more than expected in all five games. Not once the first nine. And pursuant to that, I watched a lot of this game. It didn't look like Green Bay could move the ball at all. And
1: I got 41 points. I don't know how that's possible. I, I, I thought, I thought Rodgers was struggling for most of the game.
0: Now, this was, for Minnesota, the, fir- the, the fourth-worst offensive EPA of the season for any team. Hmm. So three of the six worst DVOA games— Though now jumping to DVOA of the entire season were this week, so this kind of shows disparate results. Vez, right? The tails are getting
1: wider yeah, at so, the end so, of the at the end of the year.
0: So does that make it where we are less inclined to tease? Because I've heard theories that as the line sharpens up, and this only makes sense, the teasers become more valuable. So early in the season has disadvantage of teasers, right? Like week one would yeah. be the worst.
1: Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to, to say that because every Wong teaser, basically, they've gotten like 16-2 and two the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. So they're all
0: winning. Remember when I was saying how everyone was saying, don't bet Wongs this year? And I said, boy, that's pretty square after like 20 results. Yeah, you, yeah okay. But I, I would say the following. If you have disparate motivational motivation... I think it increases the variance in the now game.
1: Now that is very well said. So uh, the uh, the poster child for that would be remember when Denver played the Rams and the Rams had yes, Baker I Mayfield yes. and <laughs> Denver hates Minus their coach and, and like and so the Rams put up a 51. You know, that's the great example who the hell knows how motivated Denver or the Rams was going to be for that game. So
0: late season generally the lines sharpen but as you get which makes teasers more attractive, because every point's worth more. But then as you get to the point of of eliminated teams, then the teams with questionable or disparate motivation or uncertain motivation actually increases the tail or the, the variance of the results. Right. So like the Washington football team with Wentz a
1: quarterback, are they gonna bring it? Yeah, you know, well they're still with when they were still alive for the playoffs. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but
0: that one is they actually probably, I motivation, yes, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: But they're unhappy with their quarterback.
0: That's so. now has four examples that invalidate the general point in these three parts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the nuance. Get
0: into that. <laughs> no, no, no. But, the material's complicated. But I think, really? the, I think the Rams one was perfect. I think you usually go into. I want you too many. Yeah, you're yeah. right about
1: it. Yeah, I used to <laughs> used to always emphasize make a really good point and then. Yeah, and they then just. They, d- just Costanza zip it. style, baby. Yeah. All
0: right, that's good stuff, though. Okay. Um, Boy, I thought I didn't fire on that Pittsburgh teaser. That was I mean that and who knows what, right? It, yes. It could've could have been like three different they ways. They could have played that game a zillion
1: times. It was gonna be a three point game.
0: Yeah, we got it. Pittsburgh's you, gonna you win every wonder, time. I wonder, do we should we bet like five X on I mean there seems like there's spots in the year where they almost seem like we know it's the right side. It wins like it doesn't win eighty percent of the time, but it wins a lot. My, my, you know, my I gotta tell you, my problem with teasers is I got like I got
1: one and a half places that let me Teasers mm. minus one ten. So, me, If I want to get any volume down, I got to
0: lay minus one twenty. Yeah, but it also means maybe you only wait for five or so teasers a year. And if you bet, if you're betting into that book, but then I got to
1: wheel them into stuff that I don't like as much. Because,
0: like, I mean, like, like, if you look at the teasers, the choices this past week. But if you have one that is really strong, and you have two other wongs, or yeah, or they, Seattle, Cincinnati, then you can diversify a little bit. Yeah, but Cincinnati would have been a push anyways. You know that. But would then have been you can my, put it into a three teamer, right? And then and, yeah,
1: but now I need not if I'm putting a, a three teamer. Then now I need another one if yeah. I want to have it diversified. But now I got to what do I do? Do I play Atlanta down to minus a half from six point seven five? You know, it's, well, I guess based
0: on what the spread is, San Fran nine and a half down to two and a half. So now that eight but and no. nine or more or eight's more valuable, 2's more valuable. It seems like occasionally buying a seven pointer with like like on the Pittsburgh one, though you're not buying, it's not worth it. It does seem like maybe if the, or you know, is a seven pointer. Better than minus 120 if you get the right one. I am indifferent if a team's a one and a half point dog uh-huh.
1: between playing a teaser to a six point teaser to seven and a half,
0: which back or, in the day would have been the clear th- th- answer.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even consider anything else, or play a seven point teaser minus 140 up to eight and a half because
0: of the increased value of eight. Of eight.
1: Yes, I'm okay. indifferent between the
0: two. All right, so you're not optimistic on Green Bay. <laughs>
1: For, for make, or, making a real playoff run. I not at all. I've seen the especially like I've seen this I've seen the movie before. Then they play a team like San Francisco, they knock Rodgers on his ass and it gets eliminated. You but, know?
0: But I'm hoping Green Bay makes a Super Bowl so our minus two and a half looks good. Yes. But but I would say this is him this week I feel like there's an advantage because yeah. he's got the experience. Yeah, I I agree with that. That that's not now
1: is not the time to be fading Aaron Rodgers, you know, especially he's got his mojo going and obviously Green Bay is um peaking and not only hyper motivated but hyper excited about how the season has turned around.
0: Last game, the Chargers in the battle for LA, someone thought they might be motivated 21 point win um Offensive line of scrimmage, boy, they're they're not good for the season, but they picked up about sixteen points over the Rams here. Thoughts on the game? You
1: know, just I want to ask you about one play. Oh. So there's like a sixty yard Austin Eckler touchdown run mm-hmm. where a, a guy's going to tackle him four out of five times. He's going to get a twelve yard gain. Mm-hmm. Breaks a tackle, he goes to the house. Mm-hmm. All right. Do I like count that as like a twenty five or thirty yard
0: run? No, no. Why? Because it evens out in the long run. That in general, what we think we know, we don't know. We got to. I really believe we got to leave there to be something about the results that are sacrosanct, that they are untouchable in a way. You got to trust the result. I truly believe that because I don't think we understand everything about these games. See, and I want to smooth it all out. Like
1: this is my my background is an insurance actuary. That every now and then, like like there'd be like unfortunately a guy would die and he'd have a million dollar policy and it would like kill the reason. And we wouldn't count that against like we count, we count like 300,000 of it against mm-hmm. our experience. We'd smooth it because mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, you're going to every now
0: and you then, have the exact numbers there though. Right? Yeah. But the basically
1: it's like every now and then once, once every like six weeks, a million dollar policy is going to hit, you know, that's just the way it is. It's like, it's like casino when a jackpot hits.
0: Here's what I've sensed as I've dug more into these uh, analytics is the real advances are coming beyond the surface where imagine you got the data and one of the things PFF has and uh, the NFL puts out to certain people, I think, is the chips in the quarterback. Like, they can tell if there's a play-action pass which linebackers move forward and which linebackers don't. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine you had it. Now, they have missed tackles. They have... Imagine you had a situation where you said, okay, if the if it's 10 yards or more, and the, he miss he makes two tacklers or one tackler miss, then it's a legit score. If somehow there is this scenario, then we assume he got lucky and we cut in half his run. Like whatever that calculation is, you could in theory reverse engineer and say what's because all that matters is what's predictive about the future. Sure. Right. So you can say in the first six games of the year, if X and Y happens, what does it mean about the future? Yeah and maybe then with a really advanced algorithm you could do it comprehensively but i think doing it by the eye test is so dangerous because one you're not even watching the all 22 most mm-hmm. of the time and number two you're not watching every play of every game so how do you do it yeah
1: so you really have to watch every play of every game be qualified look watch the all 22 and 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 you know it certain teams are just going to have plays like the, the most extreme example is remember when the Miami fumbled and Tyreek Hill Picked it up and, mm-hmm. and ran fifty-seven mm-hmm. yards for a touchdown. That's like a fifty-seven-yard rush touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's ridiculous. You know, it's like it, so. You
0: would want to deme- though Tyree Hill is the kind of player to make that kind of play. I agree, but I'd still count that one as a zero. Like, yeah. like
1: if you if you freeze it and you say, what's the probability that Miami is going to gain five yards from this fumble recovery? One yeah, percent.
0: I 1%. Right, I got an idea for you, and then we're gonna wrap. Mm-hmm. Is there's different sites that have a link to every play. Mm-hmm into the NFL, you have to have the NFL's rewind or whatever, but you could actually say, show me all the plays that gain more than 20, all the impact plays of a season or or of the week and watch them probably in an hour. And just grade those plays. I probably got to watch all the plays called back
1: on penalty and all the plays where the guy dropped the twenty, the 25-yard plus no, play also no, that he should have wh- wh- caught,
0: y- right? Y- I, I, I think that speaks to the, the difficulty of what you're trying yes. to do. But it seems to me, if you believe in that approach at all, doing some of it, at least comprehend, I don't think you can do it Disparately with different teams. But I think if you say under these conditions I'm going to rewatch and regrade the play at least for that group of plays you would have more accurate it, numbers. It,
1: I, I agree but it's, it's so complicated like the 50 yard bomb and the referee re- and there's contact the referee reaches for his flag he's thinking about it you're like there was contact it's 50-50 is he going to throw the yellow canary? canary it's a four point adjustment based you know, on
0: whether that flag flies. You know what I think? Maybe yeah. just let it all come out in the <laughs> wash like someone suggested a few minutes but ago. But it's not going to all even out. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Stay tuned on Wednesday's taping Thursday's show. Maybe Fez will have an answer. I think not. Don't forget other pods out there. SOVAM has been rocking and rolling college football. Final set the Buckeyes. Ugh, tough one. Yeah. Talk to you soon.